When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this edition of Everyone Talks to Liz, Liz Clayman revisits her conversation with co-founders of The Comfy, Brian and Michael Special. My guests today, two brothers, have made an absolute fortune on a single idea they cooked up for staying warm and getting cozy in chilly weather. I want to welcome Brian and Michael Special, co-founders of The Comfy, that soft, warm, blanket, poncho, hoodie thingy that's revolutionized the word cozy. Hi, guys. Welcome to Everybody Talks to Liz. Hi, Liz. Thanks for having us. Uh, Hello, Liz. Hi. I just threw out some key words, okay, (laughs) to our listeners. Single idea and fortune. And the thing about your story is that it's really proof that the two can go hand in hand, but you're about to reveal the secret ingredients that you added to join these two together because the two are very far apart. I mean, you don't just get a fortune with a single idea, right? I mean, Michael, you're the one who sort of had that light bulb moment, uh, which is ironic considering you created this cold weather product growing (laughs) up in Phoenix, Arizona. Really? (laughs) Two dudes from the desert, two brothers from the desert. Can you believe that? Yeah. Inventing this cold weather product, but I'll just uh, go back real quick and tell you why, uh, how we invented this, how, how it came about. It was uh, in 2017, uh, February 2017, February 20th to be exact. And uh, I was going through a real tough time, going through a divorce. And uh, thankfully, my big brother had an extra room in his house. And uh, he takes me in like a good big brother does. So one morning I get up and I walk out in the living room and I look over and sitting on the couch is my brother's seven-year-old son, my nephew, his name is Saxon, and he's sitting there in one of my brother's old hoodies. So it just absolutely swallows him up. And he's got his knees pulled in, he's got his arms pulled into it, he's got the hood up. So he's just in there in a little cocoon, right? I just kind of catch eyes with him. He's actually in there playing one of his little video games. And we lock eyes and I say, Saxon, you just look so warm and comfy, you know? And I look over at my big bro and I'm like, man, bro, you think they make something like that for adults? Wouldn't everybody want to feel like that? You know, just that warm, cozy, secure feeling, right? And uh, there was a blanket laying over the back of the couch, and it had Sherpa lining on it and microfiber on the outside. And we kind of looked at it and put two to two together. and like, man, maybe we could make it out of something like that. And boom, light bulb moment, just like that. The world's first truly wearable blanket was born at that and moment. Brian, at this moment, you're looking at Saxon. I love that name, by the way, little seven-year-old musher. You know, my son, who's 17, still pulls his tiny hoodie over his head and has his phone under it. Like, dude, what are you doing? And yet I just look at it and think, okay, he's weird. You looked at it and thought it was an idea. Brian, what did you think when he- I didn't think- I didn't think anything of it at the at the time. I mean, I, I guess looking back on it now, I'm very glad that my son uh, enjoyed going into my closet and stealing my clothes because uh, that seemed to work <laughs> out pretty well for us. 
but yeah, he was just sitting there on the, on the couch and I was sitting next to him scrolling Twitter and Michael, you know, uh, mentioned that. And right then when he, when he mentioned it, don't they make these for, wouldn't it be great if they made these for adults? I mean, really we did start grinding and, and putting two and two together. Cause it's like, wait a second. Yeah. Surely somebody does do something like that. But we thought there was something to the, the wearable blanket thing. There had been the Snuggie in the past, but that's really, you know, nothing even remotely similar to our product. Right. Um, we wanted to make something that was that was better than that, something that was a truly wearable blanket, something that is enclosed all the way around and makes you feel like you're, you know, like you're a little kid, like you are wearing a blanket. And that's exactly what we set out to do. And am I the only one who the Snuggie thing didn't work for because my feet get burning hot. Like you don't want to be in close, like you can't breathe. And that's kind of the beauty of, of what the comfy really is. Right, Brian? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. The Snuggie, uh, you know, people like to say that they do like to still compare us to the Snuggie, but the Snuggie is like wearing a hospital gown backwards. Right. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's still open in the back. It's not something you can get off the couch and walk around with. Our whole thing was we wanted to have a wearable blanket that you could take your dog out for a walk, that you can cozy up on the couch and that you could do chores around the house, work in the kitchen, whatever the case may be. And that's proven out to be a, a pretty uh, successful idea because people talk about it all the time, how it's changed their lives and it makes their lives better. And where has this thing been my entire life? And we like to say that you put the, the comfy on. It's this gigantic, oversized, wearable blanket. People look at it. They, they just kind of laugh. Ha, ha, ha. This thing's hilarious. But it's it's not a novelty. And you wear it for about five seconds and you you stop laughing and you go, wait a second. Where has this thing been my entire life? This is the most comfortable thing I've ever had on my body. So you immediately go from the ha-ha moment to the aha moment. And that really is the magic uh, of the I, I, I see what you did there. And, and <laughs> the interesting thing, Michael, is that um, when you look at an idea, and thinking, wait a minute, and then you Google and you realize there's nothing else out there. There's a big leap to go from that to, huh, let's get the fabric. Let's start stitching. <laughs> what can I back up? I mean, were you guys little entrepreneurs growing up in Arizona? Well, I actually, at the time, I was running a swimming pool business, service and repair business, my own. So I was, uh, I was definitely an entrepreneur. My brother was actually in uh, the TV uh, production side of things. So he was running his own, own business as well. So we were always entrepreneurs at heart. So uh, coming together though, and doing it with your brother was absolutely huge. Being able to bounce things off each other, pick each other up when we're down, you know, the highs and lows for sure. That was a huge, huge part of this. And, uh, you know, we went from idea, that idea on February 20th of 2017 to in front of the sharks in six months. That's how fast it happened. So we like to move, you know, very quickly, um, but we are ignorant through the whole thing. You know, we're being told no a lot of a lot of times, and we just keep pushing, and just just keep moving forward. And isn't that uh, we, part of it though um, that you're too ignorant to know that you can't overcome all of these issues that come with designing a piece of apparel? Let's start with that moment where you said, "Okay, let's try and make this thing." You guys have to. I don't know. Do, do you go to the fabric store, Michael's, and pick out something and then start? I mean, did either of you sew? Oh, gosh. No, no. but the absolutely, one thing, one thing we were good at, Michael, <laughs> was going on to Google and figuring this all out. I mean, you got the, yep. you've got the sum of human knowledge in your, in, in your hand, in your pocket. Everyone does. So the barrier to entry for anything entrepreneurial is so much lower, and, and there's not as much resistance as there might have been you know, 20 years ago. 
So we simply went out and found a prototype maker um, who did apparently kind of items. And lo and behold, there was one in Mesa, Arizona, about 30 minutes away from us. So we called him up, took some blankets down to him, told him what we wanted to do. Uh, he looked at us like we were completely nuts. Um, but then he got to work on it. And lo and behold, uh, it took probably, I don't know, six weeks to two months to get the final prototype. And it was, it was really exactly uh, what we wanted. And we knew we had something to, to take to Shark Tank at that point. Michael, that's not even that long. No. It didn't. It really didn't take that long, you know. And that was us just uh, pushing it forward. It really helped finding that prototype maker in Phoenix, so we were able to meet with them, you know, on a on a weekly basis for sure. But you know, you mentioned Michaels. It was actually Joanne's that Brian and I were in together. Uh. Never been in a Joanne's <laughs> in our lives. And we're sitting there, you know, during the first few weeks of this, and we're going through fabric and feeling it, and act like we know what the hell we're doing, and looking at each other and just like, what the hell are we doing, man? <laughs> like we don't, don't really know what we're doing. Let's just get the best fabric, softest fabric we can find, and. Uh, you know, just try to use some common sense and take it into the prototype ma maker, give him our ideas, no measurements, nothing whatsoever. And uh, he came back the first time and it was kind of, uh, it, it was okay the first one for sure. Not exactly what we wanted. Uh, we we uh, made some adjustments from there. And believe it or not, the second prototype is what you see today. You're that's kidding. How that's how fast it happened. I mean, were yep, you guys quick. acting like, you know, Yves Saint Laurent, oh, I think we need a little cut on the bias here. Or, I mean, were you just saying, dude, make the hoodie bigger? Uh, pretty much. You know, a lot actually did go into it, believe it or not, because once we once we had the idea and we knew what we wanted, I mean, even all the way down to like how large the uh, armholes were so you could easily pull in your elbows. That was part of it. And that was all inspired by Saxon sitting on the couch with his arms pulled in. We wanted to go over the knee. So, you know, we ended up making basically a 76-inch waist. So you can just pull it over your knees, pull your arms in. The hood is ginormous as well. And that was, that was all planned, really, when it came down to it. You, we, tr we wanted to make the world's first truly wearable blanket. This is not a sweatshirt. You know, you're actually wearing your blanket. So that was the idea. To hear the full conversation from this episode of Everyone Talks to Liz, go to foxnewspodcast.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.